manic, pertaining to or affected by excessive excitement or enthusiasm craze. Welcome back, and this week we are going to be talking about reading the room. <laughs> it's such a good one because some people just, it's they don't have it. They don't have that skill. They don't. That is a skill that you can't teach as a leader, as a friend, <laughs> as a daughter, as a mother. You cannot teach that room. Nope, no. Nope, nope, nope. No, and I, as the team lead I have to sometimes have the like the uncomfortable conversation. I hate doing it. It's so weird. But I try to like do it as like a blanket statement. Yeah. And if you feel like I'm talking about you, I probably am. Mm-hmm. Don't make me call you out. If the shoe fits. Yes. If it fits, please <laughs> wear it. But having that um, conversation like with a full team has I've, – I've gotten better at it and it's been a lot easier as a leader – but really, like, learning how to read a room, how to know when people are uncomfortable, having that ability to know when to shut it down, shut yeah. it off, Social shut cues. it up. Social cues. <laughs> shut it down, shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> shut it up, please. The social cues. <laughs> um, especially in the business that we're in, it's really important to know how to read a room. Mm-hmm. We don't – I personally, the way I move – and I think that a lot of the people on our team move is, you know, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about um, s- sexual orientation. We mm. don't talk about politics. Uh, politics. Yeah. We don't do those things. You have to be very neutral. Very neutral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have thoughts on all of yeah, those things. Yeah, just when you have on your business hat. Yeah, I don't. I it's know how business. to read a room. I don't. I know what to talk about, what not to talk about. I am very good about usually not stepping in shit. Mm-hmm. And um, if I do, I do it purposefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm willing to ruin those shoes. I'm really, I'm willing to ruin <laughs> those shoes. But you know, if people around you are acting funny or weird, or they're not having like a response to what you're saying, you are probably making them uncomfortable, or what you're saying is not valid to what you really should be talking about. For the love of God, I need everyone to take a minute get a pen, write it down. If we're talking, if anybody's talking, but especially me, if I'm like, oh man, and I say it like three times, I've been done with this conversation for 20 minutes. Pick up the cue and take it on back. Yes. What? Yes. I have nothing else to contribute. I have just repeated the same ridiculous phrase to you over and over. My eyes have glazed over. Get out of here. I know. (laughs) There's a lot for me when I'm like on the phone and maybe like somebody's talking about something like, oh really? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Or you're just quiet. Mm. Like, I have to be like, are you there? I don't even think that they know that I had to turn off, like, the Mm -hmm. sound so they can't hear me. I'm doing other things. And then I click back on every so often and go, really? And then I click back off again. Yeah. You lost me. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying not to be rude. I wasn't listening anymore. I wasn't listening anymore. I know people are like, do you do that to me? I don't do it often. I typically do it when someone calls me. Like, they blindsided me with, like, hey, Haley. Oh, got a minute. I'm like, wait, what? You did not schedule this call. Yeah. I answered it because I thought it might be a client and you're trying to sell me something. Like I had a guy that called me. He was trying to sell keychains to me. I could not get him off the phone. Yeah. He never, he did not take a breath at all. Mm -mm. So I put him on speaker. 
I shut off my sound so he couldn't hear me and I continued to do what I did. And every so often I'd be like, oh, really? Uh-huh. Really? And <laughs> oh, Olivia, <laughs> Liv was by me and she was like, shut him down. Yeah. Tell him you're busy. You're walking into a meeting. I was like, no, no, no. And eventually I just, I hung up. Yeah. It was awkward. I did. She was, did you just hang up on him? You let him go that far? I'm like, it, <laughs> I didn't see a way. I'm giving you all the social cues that this is not a fit. Let's end the call. You're not picking him up, so I'm going to hang up. I had no other way to end it. I yeah. couldn't figure out oh, how to like shut it down. Damn. So I just hung it up. And I was like, yeah. some people need to learn how to just hang it up. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. Yes. Stop it. We were at a uh, social event for Realtor Distinction. Oh, God. See, now I just said what the social event is because I <laughs> don't know how to read a room, obviously. But anyways, they had um, like a sit down like key speaker. Like it was a whole group of people. And I'm not I'm speaking for every agent that was in that building because mm-hmm. I feel like it was mostly everybody. But oh, they kept going and going. None of it was really relevant to who we were. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't relevant to our business. About a quarter of the way through, I don't even want to say halfway through, a quarter of the way through, most of the room was already on their phone. Mm -hmm. I was questioning why I was there because I could be doing better things, building my business. I scheduled out time for this. It brought absolute zero value to my business. Wow, I am just going hard right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel so unapologetically (laughs) bad about this. (laughs) But I, as I'm like sitting there, I'm like going through my head of people who aren't there who are very successful agents. I'm like, they made a good choice. Yeah, they made a good choice today that they didn't come here and waste this many hours of their yeah. day being here long. because there is was there was crazy. no value. No, nothing. it brought absolutely no value. They also could not read a room Mm-mm. at all. No like, one was engaged. Read the entire room. I don't even know how many agents were in that room. It was close to like, what, 400, you probably think? Maybe yeah. more? They need that Oscars cane where they come and pull you out. And what's the music? <laughs> like the music. Like when, the wrap it up music. The wrap it up music <laughs> when you're like at the Grammys and they're like thanking all the people, right? Oh. And the music comes I'm gonna on. I'm going to download that song and just start using it in real life. When you're talking too long, I'm going to start playing it and walk away from you. <laughs> yes, yes. But like that was like a perfect thing. Like you lost the crowd. Yeah. You and and I'm sorry, but like you did not bring and value. And that person ahead of them was wonderful. Like yes. blew the room away. So number one, you've got somebody hard to follow. So come with your A game. Yeah, and she was two, good. But she brought value. Get out of here. Yeah, she brought value. She made she inspired people. She made people feel like that. I mean, you could. There was no glass ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. you could like break right through it. There's just like this crazy amount of like goal driven things that she yeah. was talking about, and then that followed i was like we've done it it's a hard thing to get in front of a room of mostly alpha personality hyper successful hyper motivated everyone took the exact down to the minute time to schedule being here to listen to you talk that is wildly intimidating so you need to be confident in what you're saying and listen even if you're selling shit get up there and make it smell like roses otherwise no one's on board right (laughs) right but i think that one of the biggest things about reading the room is knowing for yourself and for like you, for your team, there's a time and a place for behaviors. Mm. If you know me (laughs) and you're an avid listener at this point, I can be feral, okay? (laughs) I make no apologies for it. I curse like a sailor. It's just ridiculous. But I also work at a school. Do you think that I behave that way at the school? No. I'm like 
you know, Nancy, the homemaker. And I'm just like, good morning, children. Like there's nothing that I'm going to do to jeopardize that because I know how to read a room. Yeah. I know how to behave. I know how to do those things. And like, we'll have people like, oh, what should I wear? What should I wear to this event? What am I going to put on? (laughs) I need you to dress appropriately. And some of the things like our team, other teams, just in general, people come in. I'm like, so that was the choice. That was an act of choice. You stood in front of the mirror and looked at it and thought, yep, this is the one. Yeah. Like reading a room, time and approach, prime and place for appropriate behaviors. What I wear to like a girl's brunch in the Bahamas is not what I'm wearing to a brunch with my broker and people that are older than me. <laughs> like yes. I'm sitting next to someone's grandma looking like I'm at girl's day. I mean, it's mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. especially in the profession that we're in, which is kind of crazy because you can wear jeans in our profession and dress it up with like, you know, uh, a blazer and it looks super professional. The I know. The problem is you just said it right there. Wear the jeans with something else that elevates it. And a lot of people miss that mark. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, you want to be successful. You need to dress like you're successful. Play the part. But other people, I mean, especially our team mm-hmm. when we walk in the door uh we're looked at like we are from the streets okay because well, first off <laughs> old <laughs> school and new school are trying to blend together right now and what is appropriate in old school and what is appropriate in new school is two separate two separate things but yeah. we also cater to the next generation of people Absolutely. who are our generation who are buying homes right now yeah and I got a lot of feedback on, please, please do not come home shopping with me tomorrow in a three-piece suit. Like, yeah. uh, but I also have people who I've sat down with an older generation. Actually, it happened to me in a showing once before where we were overlapping and the other agent was in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And my client made the uh, comment of I wouldn't want them to be my agent look mm-hmm. uh, like look how they're representing their client and in my mind I was like oh my gosh it's like top producing mental like one percent yeah. agent yeah. but I also made a mental note of how to read a client right mm-hmm. how to read a room those clients were an older generation they did not appreciate it I knew that yeah. right going into it what they were kind of looking for because and how they the moved I could read a room <laughs> I I am very 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 good mm-hmm. at reading people um, so I knew like when I met with them, how I was going to dress and how I was going to move. Um, I've also shown clients of mine that are younger. Maybe I've dressed it down a little bit with a pair of flats and a pair of jeans and, um, a more of a blouse, you know, I'm able to still say I moved it this way. I've also, as a team lead had, you know, girls on my team or whatnot, and I'm just going to use it as an example, um, oh, well, they're my friends, so they didn't care that I was in, you know, sweatpants and a T-shirt. They care. Um, they care. Because you know what? Your friends are not just using you because they're your friends. They didn't ask their friend to show up. They asked the realtor to show up. They Exactly. That is the point. They, your friends, asked to work with you, one, yes, because they love you, but two, because they trust you. Mm-hmm. And when I'm working with my friends, which I work with my friends all the time um, in real estate, I want them to take my profession serious because now I have to ask you for income, you know, pre-approval letters. Like there's a lot of things that they're going to have to share with me. I'm going to be all up in your business. I'm going to be up in your business. There's a lot of things that they have to share with me. I need you to trust me and that Mm -hmm. I'm professional. So how can I expect you to trust me if 
you, if I show up in sweatpants and, t- and tennis shoes, there are the rare occasions where maybe someone wants to see a house right now and you're coming from a freaking soccer game oh, and you're, it. you have to tell them like, Hey, I'm not dressed professionally. I had to go do a listing mm-hmm. consultation spur of the moment. And I told her, I said, I'm not even out of my gym clothes yet. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from the gym. I think I should go home and change before I come. Oh, I don't care. It's fine. I'm like, yeah. I have a baseball cap on. But as long she did as not you care. put that out there, yeah. like even the people that want you to come in that three-piece suit, right? Those kind of clients, they're also people. So if, if you call and you know that you're asking me for something in a time span that doesn't allow for me to adapt what I'm doing, I have to stop and come to you. I've gone. Like I've helped Whitney's clients. I've had to go and I was like, I can get there, but I'm in like, I'm in my coach outfit. Right. And I'll pull up and the first time my mouth is, I'm so sorry. Like literally I had like that baseball, like that red dirt all over me. And I'm like, I apologize. I literally just came from the Y, got all the kids, had to drop them off. Like, but I'm here. They don't care. They right. want the door open and they're, they're willing to overlook that if you read the room and you begin with, please let me explain this appearance that you're not used to or you're not accustomed to or, you know, is not me as to why it is and then their mindset shifts to you've interrupted your life to help me i'm now grateful and thankful instead of stopping and think she literally has dirt on her hands yes <laughs> with no explanation mm-hmm. i also think that you can't teach somebody yes how to read a room you can't teach people how to not be awkward like it really you- bothers me because i really try and I, I'm aware that I can't, but it doesn't stop me from thinking that I can. So also, I think, so my mindset on that has changed a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I can't teach people how to read a room. So now I have to teach you how to attract people who are like-minded like you. Yeah, that's not going to rub them the wrong that's way. That's not going to rub them the wrong way. I need you to cater to the people that you cater to. I need you to not be me. I need you to attract those people that I cannot attract because I am not I'm not you. Yeah. So as a leader, I was, I had to learn how to, instead of trying to teach them my way and how I do it and how I'm attracting clientele, I had to learn how to mold them to their kind of people, teach them how to attract their kind of people because they're, my flavor is not for everybody. You know, it leads back to teaching them to embrace being authentic Because even if your authentic self is that you can't read a room, your authentic self is going to attract, like you said, like-minded people. So if I am one way, but I'm trying to act like Haley, I'm not going to attract people that want to work with me because they're coming to me because they thought maybe I was acting like Haley, that's what they wanted, and then they're eventually going to see that I'm not that way. So if I move authentically, and like you said, I can be taught or I can learn and adapt to attract those people that are going to be a good fit for me, then... I can do that. And I kind of have this workaround of not being able to read the room because I'm not in a room of people that also can't read the room right. or like me or are not put off by the fact that I don't have social cues. The social cues though, if you don't have them, find them, please. You can YouTube it. Find a social cue <laughs> no for the love of God. Find a social cue. Yeah. Like there are times where I have sat in a room with somebody that doesn't have that and I'm uncomfortable. For, I'm very uncomfortable for not me, for them. Yeah, secondhand embarrassment where you're like, ha, oh, there's no off button. Yeah. You know? It's one thing if you're like, if you're, if you're like being disrespectful. It's someone saying, stop talking. You're not getting it. Didn't ask for your endpoint, whatever, you know, and you're just oblivious to it. It's another thing if someone is not saying those things, but their body language, their lack of uh, participating in the conversation, 
the very awkward, loud silence in the room, those are all cues that you're not picking up on. Can you even have a workshop on this? Like a class? Is there even classes to yeah, teach people I feel like this? it would be those, like, those, uh... The people on like criminal minds. What is that called? Like the behavioral analysis people? <laughs> yes. Like oh, I know gosh. that you're lying because you did this or that. Like I know that they're bored out of their goddamn mind. <laughs> yes. Because they're snoring. Yes. <laughs> like, whatever it may be. Like there's absolutely got to be something. We're going to find it's it It's like uh, it's like when you're in high school, right? And the teacher's teaching the class. And I remember uh, a teacher <laughs> that I had for science. She only did notes. She never actually taught anything. And... The whole class slept through the entire thing. We all had our heads down on the thing. And, you know, it's like they didn't know how to read a room. Like, you don't realize that every day we come into your class, we all sleep. We're supposed to be taking notes on the board. What do you do all day? Because we can't be the only class that's doing that. You obviously couldn't read a room. And, you know, you just keep going the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So if you are teaching a class or, you know, on a Zoom call and you notice that you're not getting what you need out of the room, like you're wasting yeah. your time and everybody's time. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. Jazz it up. Be a little bit more authentic. I'm very big on like eye contact. Mm. Like I'm looking at your eyeballs when I'm talking to you. That's how I talk to people. So when it's feeling I... kind of weird right now. <laughs> I'm having aggressive eye contact. <laughs> um, it's very like I pick up. Like, Eric is not an eye contact person, and it irks my soul. Like, because I constantly will stop in the middle of what I'm saying and go, are you listening to me? He's like, yes. And he'll repeat everything I just said. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me continue. Because for me, like, the social cue that's proper is to acknowledge, acknowledge someone it, yeah. when they're speaking to you. And Eric is that way. We're like, and sometimes I'll get mad, and I'll talk, and I'll ask a question, and there's like 30 seconds of silence, and I'll just move about my life. Because I'm like, I'm not going to repeat myself. And literally 10 minutes, I'll come back and be like, oh, here. <laughs> give me whatever I asked for, answer the question I asked. And I'm like, okay, like drives me crazy. But I mean, you know, Eric, Eric cannot read a room. <laughs> well, I, do, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think he does. He can acts read like a professional he room really Acts well. like he does it, but. He's always listening. There's intentions behind Eric's, I can't read a room. Okay. Did you just look at that door? Cause you thought he was going to come in here, didn't you? Yeah. Right. He's probably on the other side of this freaking ear probably up to taking it. Notes. Yeah. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it, but I'm like, mm, he, he is did the, the very, like, I don't know. I don't know how you would classify it. I wouldn't say like the opposite of reading the room. Eric can read the room. Eric just doesn't give a fuck about what's going on in the room. Yeah. <laughs> like you could tell everyone's uncomfortable. He don't care. He's probably the one making everybody uncomfortable because if Eric's going to make a point or put somebody in their place, he's going to do it. Yeah. Whereas he's I am very like, much me. Yeah. I am very like, <laughs> I saw this thing the other day and it was, I've never felt so seen in my life. It was like, if you are in any kind of career field where you're like small business, work for yourself, or if you work for like corporate America and you have to answer to people, live your life and move in a way where like anything you say, you're going to have to say under oath. Anything you text, send a picture of, put in writing, get ready for it to be put up on a screen in court and defend it. And that is literally like, that's how I live my life. That's why I don't put anything in writing. Yeah. I say that. I say it verbally. Every time she wants to like do this or that. And I'm like, no. Because, you know, if they leave, you have to, you'll have to explain this. You're going to have to justify why. Like, and that's literally, I felt so seen. That's literally how I operate. Yeah. Like, I operate like I'm on camera all the time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Please. Yes. Please. (laughs) If you are in the industry of real estate, (laughs) for the love of God, remember, you are most likely on Mm -hmm. camera. And if you're not, act like you are. 
That's my mindset in life. I just act like there's, there's no always longer. a camera on me so that I keep my shit in line. I mean, there's hidden teddy bears everywhere. Yeah. People, oh, I, I had a bears. new, well, not just teddy bears. <laughs> so I don't even know where I saw it at or if I actually know who it is, but somebody had, I, somehow I know this, that the homeowner watched it from their computer. Mm. You know, the little dot on your computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From his phone. Yeah, like a webcam. Yeah, but it like they had no idea mm-hmm. that they that they were watching. I've had clients who have called me and said they don't like our decorations. They they're talking bad about them. I'm like, oh gosh, please don't watch your cameras. Yeah, sometimes like you're gonna get your feelings hurt and say something where you know they're watching every move that's happening at open house. I mean, either way, again, if you move in your life and you make business decisions and personal decisions that are respectable and that you're willing to stand behind, who cares? But mm-hmm. that's kind of my mindset and of like, I always just pretend I'm on camera. Like if I have to use somebody's key to go into their house and get something, assume you're under surveillance and act the way that you would act. Surveillance or not, I'm not going to take your stuff or talk about your shit. So I just behave that way in life. I feel like that's a smart way to move about life. There was this agent and I don't even know who they are. I just remember the story that was going into people's houses with his girlfriend and oh, yeah. doing inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. and they got caught on camera doing it yeah like really yeah you need that class you need that class that tells you what's obviously not appropriate i mean time come on time and a place Pl- time and place but i just don't know if reading a room is a, a learned behavior or if that is like uh i don't know is it a chemical thing a, re- a like a I brain think it's thing? like a uh like a second nature thing like almost like a talent. Like you either have it or you don't. Yeah, it's like I a core value kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it can be taught. But like you said, like I think if someone can embrace authentically who they are, you then can choose to surround yourself, especially in business, with people that you're not going to offend. People that take you for what you are and you kind of, you recreate that room. Yeah, if you can't be a chameleon, mm-hmm. then you might have to only work with people that have like your beliefs and how you how you move mm-hmm. like for me i can work with a democrat and a republican yeah i can do that yeah i have definitely had those republicans who have asked me <laughs> how i vote i had a client once that asked me how well he asked his friend first if he could if he knew how how i how who i voted for mm-hmm. and his friend laughed and he was like well you know i'm not 100% sure but maybe i think this you know so of course he told me about that and I was I just kind of laughed it off because I'm like well first of all I'm not going to discuss this with you yeah no matter how none of your business no matter how I feel but I just thought that was like very funny because he would definitely be that type of person who could only work with this set type of people right just very close-minded and it is close-minded but I also can appreciate it right Mm -hmm. you have a certain loyalty again know yourself yeah make your room yeah you have a certain loyalty Mm -hmm. to a certain that you a certain type of people that you only want to work with mm-hmm. and you've you've drawn that line in the sand and you're standing by it. Yeah. So I can respect that so much because yeah. that's exactly like who I am when it comes to the friends that I allow in my life and how I how I move, but I also I appreciate other people's differences. Mm-hmm. You know, and their beliefs and I'm very open-minded to you know, how one person thinks. And I respect that so much that I'm able to work with other people. I'm Mm -hmm. able to be that chameleon. I'm able to shut it off. There are people that 
we violently disagree with on core values, on morals, on certain things they do. But I am also, again, a time and a place. Mm-hmm. There are certain people you don't get to pick your coworkers. And I say this kind of like, you know, I mean, you can, but you also don't get to pick your clients, right? Unless you're going to turn away business, you're going to have clients that are rude. You'd be surprised how many people will turn away clientele Mm -hmm. because they just can't get past the mindset of like it. They, they've made it so personal Mm -hmm. that they literally just turn down the clientele because like, "Mm, nope, can't do it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, but you want to, you're either shutting the room or you're adapting. And I'm not saying change your values, stoop to anybody's level. I'm just saying, no. again, a time and a place. I'm willing to put on my professional cap. And if you want to say some shady shit, I'm just going to kind of not acknowledge it, keep mm-hmm. it moving. It's not the time and the place. If you were coming to my barbecue at my house and you want to spew some shit, I'm going to put you in your place. I What do I care what your thought process is on how that person was dressed or how that person looked. Yeah. What? It's not, I'm not even going to acknowledge you because now is not the time. No. Breaking anybody down about anything. But I also have noticed there's people there, there have been people, again, I always relate to our career because it's obviously what we do, but I can say this, anybody who is in a, any kind of profession at all, you are, if you are allowing a certain kind of person to dictate how you move, how you grow how successful you are because you basically say that I can't be around them because of their values and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, listen, I'm not trying to have you um, sell homes to, you know, uh, a freaking murderer. Yeah. You know, like, come on now. Yeah. Like, I know, I know there's, it's, reason there's reasons, right? Yeah. Like within reasons. I'm best. I'm definitely telling you that murderers need homes too, though. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just not going to send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if you're not working with somebody because you feel like, oh, well, they called me, they called me too late and they don't really respect that I have dinner. Well, first of all, you can, you can lay down some boundaries for that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to work with them because, you know, of the way their religion, or I don't want to work with them because they don't, they don't see, see it the way I see it. You know, whatever it is, you're, you're shutting that door down. Them. You're providing a service. Girl. Yes. Thank you. You're not dating them. You're providing a service. You hear that? Like, come on. You're shutting doors to people who, you know, if you gave them a chance, they might actually work out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't talk about wanting to be successful and have growth and development and, you know, be a top producer and then say no to all these people because they don't fit in this box that you think they should be fitting in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that that person with the 800 plus credit score millionaire yeah. who has all the same beliefs are they're not lined up at your doorstep right now. Plus you don't know anybody's story. No, you and- don't know why a person behaves the way they do and we get a very brief unless you're like working with a friend, you get a very brief glimpse into somebody and their behavior. And most of the time in our line of work, you're dealing with that person during one of the most stressful yes. transactions, experiences and stages of their life. They're under a microscope. They're experiencing delays. They're experiencing, you know, this or that. That's basically taking somebody in a hostile situation and acting them to act with politeness and manners. You're not going to get that from everybody. No. I mean, especially like they're moving. They have to get all their bills, you know, switched over. They're, you know, 
turn on this light, turn off that water, do this stuff. You know, they have a lot going on, getting these kids set up in schools, Mm -hmm. all these things that are going on in their life. And you, like you said, you're getting a small glimpse of what's happening. The only thing that you can do in that moment is try and make it a little bit easier on them. But you also have to be able to read that, right? Yeah. You have to be able to read when that client is stressed out. I'm going to feel to be able, all the yes. stuff behind the scenes because now I have some clients that want every detail. They want every single thing that comes in. They want to graph every time a new decision But you know that made. about them because you're yeah. able to read their behavior. So I'm going to adapt to that for you. But I have a client that if I took that mindset and that approach and gave it to them, they would crumble into a ball on the floor and say, never mind. They would be like, why are selling. you doing this? I'm not buying. Can't do it. So you have to, again read the room. But I feel like it is, if you take business out of it, like I went to Dunkin' Donuts the other day and had pre-ordered food for the kids, pre-ordered a coffee, walk in there and there you I already know the minute I walk in, it's a shit show. There's like 45 <laughs> people in the lobby. There's 18 receipts like all over the counter. Like they just, they're swamped. And I mean, I was there for 35 minutes waiting on a pre-order. Like oh my I was, gosh. my blood was boiling inside. But some idiot next to me person at this like 16 year old that probably makes 7.95 an hour has better shit to do with their life what did that get you did you get your donuts faster than i did no and i hope they spit on him before they put him in your box that's an <laughs> like, awful thing to say first of all <laughs> no it's not he deserved it oh but, my gosh like what is you behaving like that and berating that child or that person behind the counter gain you what did you get out of that right did that make you feel better right do you feel better like, I was super annoyed. Super it's probably the same person work. who took a picture of the back of Angie's car and posted it last week. That part. God. The way that some people choose to move about life. And then when they are when they are beat to a pulp because everybody said, you're wrong. We don't agree with you. And they just double down. Yeah. Double down. Ugh, there's a time where I respect some people that double down on certain things and in certain ways. And there's sometimes where people like, I, I am the first one to comfort trolls it's my favorite hobby but uh, i'm usually the one who i'm very much like yeah. nah we don't move like that everybody keep your mouth shut don't say anything like let I've it go i've been so excited the one that i saw your little notification pop up Haley coming in this i was like ha ha tag me in doors open <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready if you do it i can do it but i'm very like i enjoy that and i'll, I'll sit there for an hour i waste an hour of my time just putting that person in their place but at the same point at a certain point when they keep doubling down, whenever, like I could show you, you could say the sky's purple and I can prove to you it's blue. And you're still like, no, I think it's freaking purple. At a certain point, I can't argue it's stupid. I've had yeah. enough. Thank you yeah. for logging off. <laughs> well, and their perception in their mind is different than yours. Yeah. You know, and you have to be able to put those in compartments and how you deal with certain people and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to keep it moving. This mm. If you make it a thing, it's it's going to be a thing. Absolutely. It's going to become a thing. I wish people would learn in life, feelings are not facts. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> write it down. Feelings are not facts. Yeah. No matter how many feelings you have about it, how often you have them, it doesn't make it a fact. <laughs> so if you think the sky's purple and every fact known to man lets you know that it's blue and you are still a diehard the sky is purple fan, fuck yourself. <laughs> I cannot. I didn't, I didn't know that that was gonna <laughs> just happen right now. It kind of just threw me off. Uh. But I think being able to—it's a double-edged sword, right? Like it's an amazing skill. I think, especially for our line of business, being a woman, being the age we are, being in the time that we live in, being able to read the room is a is a necessity. At the so same point, one it's of the um, clients that I had last week for a listing, 
I walked in his house and instantly I see he's a Cub or not a Cubs fan. Sorry, he's a Packers fan. I'm a Cubs <laughs> fan, which is baseball, and I know the difference is football. But anyways, he's a Packers fan, and I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna know I'm from the Midwest because I'm gonna tell him. Um, I'm just going to like throw it out there. I'm either going to be asked to leave or not. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're a Packers fan. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm a Bears fan. Should I leave now or do you want me to stay? <laughs> and he was like, no, it's cool. You can stay. But I just felt like I handled that so well. But, you know, you'd be surprised the amount of people that would be like, I'm not going to hire you if you're yeah. uh, a Bears fan, right? Not yeah. that, that that's ever happened to me. It's not. But there are people who are unwilling to work with certain people based off of like mm-hmm. what sports they like. Or who they like. And like, that's not even like a, in the scheme of things, what does that matter? No, it doesn't. Like, it's different if you're like, I believe that foster children are awful people. Like, we, we're never going to agree on that, right? That's a real right. absurd thing to say. Like, I can see walk away in business like that, but like, I don't like the football team. You're like, are you kidding? Well, you'd be surprised <laughs> like, the amount of people that are like, you know, they're so superstitious. They're like, I can't buy that house because mm-hmm. of that. There is a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of superstitious people out there. Yeah. Man, I got a compass on deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be surprised the things that <laughs> Which people way you want buy. the sun to rise in the morning? We're on it. <laughs> the sun to rise, the letters or the, the numbers, mm-hmm. what they have to add up on the house. Sometimes the street name. The street yeah. name. You can't have mm-hmm. water and fire across from each other, which means the stove and the sink cannot be across from each other. Do you know how popular that is I in houses? Say that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But I think that but it's I a double But I take on a challenge. <laughs> right? I challenge accept it. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it's a necessity to be able to read a room, but it also is a really big cross to bear because when you can read the room and you're at a party or you're at a work gathering or you're you're in an event where you're like competing to win that client, it can be exhausting because it's kind of like almost being like an empath. Like I can kind of see who somebody is before everybody else does. Do you ever have that one person where you try to tell everybody, it's bad news bears, stay away? And they've yeah. got to learn that lesson on their own. And yeah. then they finally come back to you and you're like, mm-hmm. Like, I kind of am seeing that in the room immediately. Oh, yeah. And when everybody else isn't, it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. It can be exhausting to have to explain, like, and you and I are really good about, like, sometimes we'll make eye contact and you never, like, we don't have to say anything. We just immediately know what we're already thinking because something happened in the room. And we notice that nobody else does. And I'm like, nobody else picked that up, huh? Okay. Nope. Nope. No, they didn't. turn off or turn on or whatever. Like. Yeah. So it can be, it can be a cross to bear. I agree with that 100%. But I think a big thing is if you're trying to teach yourself how to be authentic and find your room and build that, one of the biggest components is know when to talk, when to ask questions, and like you said earlier, know when to be quiet, know when to shut up. Yeah, because I mean, I've had people that will come in and they're like, I really want you to like mentor me and you know i want you to teach me how you do the things you do and i do and i try to and then you have a comment back to everything that i'm trying to teach you no i'm not going to do that that doesn't so feel like, like now fit. i'm not going to do this with you because mm-hmm. i'm just going to say it this might sound a little icky but you came to me first of all mm-hmm. i didn't come to you yeah and second of all it's obvious that what i'm doing is working mm-hmm. and yours has not yeah you asked me for my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. And every single thing I say to you is an argument back or a reason as to why you didn't or won't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you're wasting my time now. Yeah. And I have literally had people that will go, I'm not sure why I'm not selling or why this isn't working for me. Have you tried door knocking? Have you tried personal letters? Have you tried calls? 
Have you tried this or whatever it is, right? No, uh, door knocking's just not for me. Oh, I'm not going to do cold calling. That's just icky. Um, I'm not saying I cold call or I don't want to follow up with people because it might it might come off weird. What? I don't want to be too pushy. What? When's the last time you talked to him? Two weeks ago. Or what? Bet you they're in a contract with somebody else. I bet they are. <laughs> and so. Why are you coming to me, mm-hmm. asking me for my opinion, and every single advice or idea that I give you, I get pushback from? You know what? How about you just stay where you're at and keep moving the way that you're moving and see yeah. how it works out, and I'm going to keep doing me, and I'm going to keep leveling up and do those things that might be a tidbit uncomfortable until they're comfortable, and then I, and then when they're comfortable, now I've mastered it, yeah. now I'm great at it, and now I am successful because of it. Mm-hmm. So... You keep doing what you are doing, and I'm going to keep doing what I am doing. Or you can come to me with a different mindset and try to overcome those, and we can collectively come up with great ideas and get you over that hump, and you can be great. And if you try them and it's not a fit, it's not coming off authentic, then you keep it moving. But being close-minded to trying things that could make you successful could attract people to you, could propel your business, is what's going to make the difference. Yeah. It's okay to try something and fail at it. It's okay to try something and realize this is not good for me, good for what I want to do. This is not reflecting my business in the way that I'm trying to do it. But you saying no to trying things, especially when you've come to somebody and said, show me how to do these things, is just crazy to me. Well, it was like I talked about um, on our team that we were going to do some door knocking. We'd never done it before. I'm definitely on this mindset of like, what else can we do to be more successful, right? Yeah, I need the phone like, to keep ringing. We already do this and it's amazing, but now I want to do even more, right? So what do we have to do? I was like, I think we should all start door knocking. And it's funny because I would never ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. So I purposely went out and door knocked. Yeah. The three most successful people on my team <laughs> were the only three that showed up. Yeah. The three most successful people. Yeah, probably people that didn't need a door knock. If if that doesn't tell you something, (laughs) like for the love of God, get outside of your mind Mm -hmm. and outside of your comfort zone and stop putting down these limitations that you think you have Mm -hmm. to have. Like, let's get beyond that. There is nothing in business that you are above, right? There's nothing in business that you're above. Now, I'm not saying you can't adapt. I am hoping in five years, I'm not saying yes to clients that are disrespectful and rude and then I'm wasting a week going to clean out their property because they wouldn't do it and I want to make sure the buyers have a good experience. The buyers aren't even my clients and I'm making sure I'm doing it right by them. Right. I'm hoping I can have the ability to say no to certain things like that where people wildly take advantage of you and stuff. I said no to my first listing recently. Oh. And it felt really good. I was like, you know, unfortunately, I am not the person for you. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But you saying no for the sake of saying no because you're too lazy to try it, you're too unwilling to do new things, or you think that you're too good to do whatever that thing is. Yeah. It's just not. It's not. I mean, I've cleaned out houses. I've cleaned houses. So many houses. I've cleaned out so So many. many. So many. And you know what? Even as, like, even where my success is right now, I maybe to others look successful, but I am nowhere where I want to be mm-hmm. in my business. Yeah. And I am in my building stage still. Every day I'm in my building stage. I am not near 
where I want to be That's as far as my business, business goes. still going up and others have stalled. Yeah. And I just know that. Like, mm-hmm. I know that, like, I have to continuously build my business right now. And like you said, maybe in five, ten years, I might feel good about where I'm at in my business where I'm able to say no or yes or be uh, be able to share more with others. Mm-hmm. Um, I share a lot now, but I definitely am able to work as a chameleon right now with mm-hmm. multiple people, different kinds of people until you are in a position where you're able to handpick people. Mm-mm. I think being a chameleon is another necessary life skill that can't be taught because again, if I'm with people that don't like cursing and don't want this or that, and I'm in a professional setting, I mean, pick your friends. If you you know be around the people you want to be around, you can be yourself, but like business wise, professional wise, if I'm with somebody, like you said, with clients that wants me to be in a three piece suit, and yes, ma'am, and no, sir, that's what I'm going to be. I love those same clients too because they are amazing, but I I had no idea that <laughs> they were um, pretty religious and we our closing got delayed, mm-hmm. so we went to lunch. And I feel like the majority of the crowd that's going to listen to this probably will agree with me on this. And it, I mean, it was a mistake and I definitely was uncomfortable and I definitely did not read the room at all. <laughs> this is probably the one time I never read the room. I'm so glad we brought this up. <laughs> but we're sitting at uh, a taco place. Mm-hmm. We're going to have lunch since we're waiting and we're eating. We're getting our tacos just came. We're having natural conversation and I, our food came. I pick up the taco. It's halfway in my mouth, mid bite. The juice is running down my hands <laughs> and the client goes, now let's pray. I literally choked back out this taco, set it on my plate, and they both had their hands waiting for me. I was like, okay, we're going to pray at noon <laughs> and lunch. Okay. Which, by the way, I pray. So it was just it's unexpected. It was, it was unexpected. very unexpected. And then they wanted to hold hands and I had taco juice on my hands. Mm-hmm. So we all ignored it Yeah. while the taco ju- juice dripped onto their hands. And, and, we, and we prayed to the father. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. I think one of my hardest things for me, especially being, you know, in the South now is we, we're not church people. Like we don't, we don't go to a church. It's not. When you say we, do. you're not talking about me and no, you, you're talking me and, about like, me and my family, you and your family. Yeah. So it's hard for me here when people are like, what church do you go to? And then I have to, I've been here for like three years and I'm like, oh, we just haven't found one. We love yet. And they're like, <laughs> What's okay, well, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Chameleon. <laughs> like, oh, we haven't found one we love yet. You should try mine. I'm going to, I'll let my husband know. <laughs> sure, maybe. <laughs> oh my God, you just totally ousted yourself. You realized that, right? Like, <laughs> I think they know what it is. Basically, don't just come told to everybody <laughs> that, please don't ask me anymore. Please don't ask. Oh, that's <laughs> it's uncomfy. Funny. But I feel like, again, being in the South is one of the funny things reading the room. Like, we have pointed out to each other a few times, we'll go to these big events, and dressed up for me being for the North is one thing. And dressed up in the South is another thing. And like, well, just like, I'm like black and sheer and fur and studs and all these stuff. And people are like in their aggressive floral prints. And, you know, they might look around and like, I'm feeling myself and I'm looking around and I'm looking at Haley and I'm like, are we getting, like, why are so many people staring at us right now? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I felt really good. And now I'm feeling like, do I have something on my outfit? Like in my teeth. And then I look around and I realize like, it's different. It's yeah. very different here. And I, I literally came home and told Eric and I was like, I need to find some like everybody's in like clothes. pastel and like, you know, beautiful beachy. Very I mean it's the South. It's very southern. Yeah. And we're in 
really close to Charleston, so it's super south, right? Like, and I'm every- like black nails, gold hoops. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> ripped jeans. Yeah, band T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you brat! It, li- it literally <laughs> looks like you plucked her right off the Jersey streets. Let me tell you about <laughs> Haley, okay? Haley's the first one to make fun of me for. Being like overdressed, which I it doesn't bother me in any way. I'm who I am, and I just giggle about it. But you asked me to, how I was dressing. I no, took a picture of my sundress. But you always make fun of like my dressed up. You're like I'm always extra, but it doesn't hurt my like I like being extra. Yeah, hurt my she feelings. usually I'm really is. Wear. Yeah. So we got invited to someone's house that was, you know, I knew was going to be like a very successful person. So I expected like you know a great house, and <clears throat> we um, they were like, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. It's someone's house. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wear jeans with no holes, a band t-shirt and a blazer, and some cute little stilettos. Call it a day. I'm going to be professional, but also like, you know, casual. We pulled up. (laughs) Through not one, but two (laughs) giant gates that required a code that led to like a mile-long private bridge and... Pulled up to this house that was just like what dreams are made of. It's like a $5 million mansion. And if I could have crawled into a hole, I would have. Because all the times that I'm overdressed and just ready in case something comes up, here I am in my ACDC shirt and my snakeskin stilettos. Oh, my God. I walk up to the house and Haley just looked at me and I was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I will never again. Not be extra. <laughs> you ever see those coats? I on, don't like, think though. Like, listen, if you would have been extra, I still don't think it would have fit the vibe. It I love made you. Me feel good, I love though. you, but a snakeskin pencil skirt was still not going to fit in that night. <laughs> but I would have felt better than jeans and an ACDC shirt. <sighs> Do you oh even own a pastel clo- piece of clothing? The one you made me buy for our photo shoot. That's it. Oh, oh, so you're going to come in a suit. The uh, the Hillary Clinton pants set yeah. in pastel blue. I absolutely that's do. That's the only thing that you own. That's <laughs> yeah. pastel. Yeah, you probably would have went shopping, I bet. Oh, absolutely. I would have jumped at the opportunity to I'm go buy I'm not trying to get to too far there. off of reading the room, but can I just tell you, Lynn is the type of person that every time there's a vacation or an event going on, <laughs> she goes out and buys a new outfit for a whole new wardrobe. I'm like, what do you do with the clothes that you had before? I'm like, hmm, what does one wear to Costa Maya? Let me buy a couple outfits. What does one wear to whatever? No, it's like, we go on a sailboat. What does one wear on a sailboat? This girl comes with like like a whole sailboat attire, right? Like it's like one of those people (laughs) that's definitely a chameleon, right? So she's like, okay. I thoroughly enjoy it. You come in like the... the, scarf for your hair. Oh, God. (laughs) Like we went to Costa Rica. That was you. All your whole wardrobe was Costa Rica. I'm like, sure why? What is happening? <laughs> so my question is, what do you do with all the clothes afterwards? I mean, because I've never seen you wear impressive. anything twice. Mm-hmm. Ever. I do. I do. Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though. I mean, I like, I like, I like free stuff. You won't wear the stuff I wear. I mean, I could pair it with other things. (laughs) But anyway, so regardless of us getting off uh, path, I Mm want to get us right back on real quick. Learn how to read a room. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you aren't able to, if you you know you aren't able to read a crowd or read a room, like maybe ask, like because you're unsure, ask your best friend. Mm -hmm. Ask your best friend, do I pick up on social cues? If your friend says, no, you don't, Mm -hmm. but that's why I love you. Phrase it just like that. Am I picking up on social cues? And I tell you what, your best friend, your husband, 
And I guarantee your mom or your grandmother will have no shame in letting you know if you don't. <laughs> yeah. And then reevaluate everything that you do in your life. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Right. But but seriously, direct it in a way that maybe you don't make others feel uncomfortable. And I think that can change your business for sure. And if you ask somebody and they're like, what? No, you do. You can't. Oh, yeah. That's a lie. That's like when someone asks you if you want a piece of gum and you're like, no, I'm good. Oh, well. Oh, rule no- rule number one, original social cue. If someone asks if you want a mint or a gum, your breath is stanky. Take the gum and the Thank mint. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like if gum. someone asks you if you want gum, it's not because they're trying to be nice and just share their gum with you. You mm-hmm. actually need it. Yeah. And you might not need it. Maybe they are trying to share it with you. Still take it. Still put it in your mouth. I don't care if you're not a gum chewer. Chew it up. Swish it around your mouth and spit it out if you have to. You know, but you probably need it. first thought is when that person goes, oh, I don't like mint. Sometimes I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> so I offered it to you. Yeah, yeah. No, take the mint. Come on. And that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, and more. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for video podcast. We'll see you next week.